0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastically awesome day today. It's an awesome Friday, and I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight, so you guys be sure to tune in for that. We're going to have a lot of different topics that we're going over and different things that we always like to discuss. Me and Doug will have a fun show, as always. And One of the first things I want to report on is yesterday was pretty much during our show, and I found out about it afterwards, and this is a big deal. You guys have seen and heard a lot of these state attorneys across the country that have pretty much allowed their areas to go completely lawless. Example of that is Portland. Example of that is Seattle. Example of that is down in L.A., Chicago. The list goes on the line. To where these state attorneys will come in and basically, you know, for the county, and they'll just decide, well, we're just not going to prosecute certain individuals because we don't want to do it. You know, Black Lives terrorist and Antifa terrorist, they're completely exempt from any and all, you know, ramifications. They have they have nothing that we can charge them for because you know, well, they they were just expressing themselves, even though they were burning down entire cities. But you know, certain individuals that basically decide they don't want to. Lock down their business because they're not essential and they don't want to ruin their livelihood. Well, you know they're going to be charged the fullest extent of the law. Well, DeSantis has addressed this over the last two years, and he essentially went in, our Governor DeSantis, and he asked for an examination of such actions in Florida, of basically all the different state attorneys in the in Florida, and to see what exactly has been going on, and also get feedback. From sheriff's departments all across the uh, all across the state, and figure out how they felt about this. Well, everything pointed to the 13th Judicial Court in Hillsborough County with State Attorney Andrew Warren. Andrew Warren was heavily backed by George Soros funding. You can pull that up. I mean, he's big, big Soros boy. Andrew Warren was the same one that dropped all charges. I think it was a uh, 62 uh, BLM terrorist in Tampa during 2020 when they went in and essentially were burning down cars and starting all types of looting and rioting, and it it was quelled, but a lot of people got arrested. He charged none of them he actually even made a comment saying that he was one to expunge their record if he could because they were expressing themselves well he's also the one that arrested arrested when the church and had arrested a pastor that was in tampa and the pastor basically said during the beginning of the COVID, i'm not going to shut down my church this is ludicrous you know and it was at the, the time when nobody really knew what was going on and they said well he's being reckless Okay, well, so now you're telling this pastor he can't have his church operational? You're going to arrest him and charge him because he doesn't want to shut down his church? Yeah, Andrew Warren was the main one that pushed that. Also, other individuals who have basically been arrested for not wanting to close down their business because they weren't essential. Andrew Warren was also a part of that. So DeSantis yesterday sent in the sheriff's department and uh, had Andrew Warren escorted off the property, and he was terminated. And this is a big deal. I mean, you start walking around and terminating attorney generals like the state attorneys. Uh, this is a really big deal considering the fact that these are elected positions. These guys were voted in. And uh, DeSantis came in, though, and he said we don't elect people in one part of the state to have veto power over other parts of the entire state based on these issues. Over the last several years, state attorney Warren has acted as a that of all of some types of supreme authority by reducing charges – Dropping cases and single-handedly determining what crimes will be illegal or legal in our county. Ask yourself, are these the decisions of the courts or a jury of your peers? And this guy, state attorney Andrew Warren, also was the one that came in and stated that he wasn't going to basically uh, – he, he wasn't going to char- charge any doctors that had s- sex change operations for minors even if they are prohibited. He was going to go along with it. He said, I'm not going to charge him. That's, that's the doctor's right. If the child decides he wants to have gender reassignment surgery at 10 years old, uh, basically, it's okay. They can do it. And attorney Andrew Warren said, okay, that's fine. We won't charge him. He also made comments about that if the abortion laws change, and doctors were caught basically aborting children and killing unborn children past the term limit, even up to full term, that he would decide whether or not they needed to be prosecuted, but probably not. This guy was complete and total pile of crap, to be honest with you. And so DeSantis had enough of him. He's already getting a ton of blowback from all the George Soros-funded individuals that came in and basically wanted to keep this guy in. Because remember, this is how the Bolshevik Revolution worked. This is exactly how the communist regime worked. If they can get enough people involved and get these individuals elected that are hardcore devout communist, communists, and they're going to come in and they're going to pick and choose who they want to prosecute – Guys, there's no rule of law. There's nothing. You've got the terrorists and the Bolsheviks or the BLM or the Antifa. Pick a name, and they're essentially exempt from anything. They can continue to do the bidding of their communist lords. Anybody else that stands up and says, no, I'm I'm not going to continue to go along with unjust mandates. These are illegal. Oh, no, you're being fully fully prosecuted at the extent of the law because you have not bowed down to the tyrannical regime that we're pushing. This is a very, very dangerous place when you start seeing this happen across the country. And so, again, very glad to see this guy's out of there he has now been replaced with judge Susan Lopez i've done a little bit of research on i don't know an extremely large amount about her but from what i've already read just about anything can be better than attorney the state attorney andrew warren so i want to get that out there as first thing as encouragement to other individuals and other states and other counties, this is why it is so important to try to keep a good governor in office, and why? The people that you vote for play a very, very crucial role in what happens, and this is why they're doing everything they can to try to steal these elections as much as they can to prevent people from being able to have elected officials that are actually there for the people, by the people, and are simply just George Soros cutouts boys that are getting paid under the table to do whatever they're told to do, which I think Andrew Gillum the governor or the basically the individual that was running against DeSantis in the last election basically lost. He was more we found out was complete and totally compromised George Soros boy as well. And now he's actually been indicted on a lot of different charges. I brought that up a couple of weeks ago with all types of money laundering and fraud during his election campaign. So, again, Always know who you're voting for and do some research on it. A lot of stuff's content- going to keep happening over the next couple months, and it's very important that you stay informed about what's happening. What do you think about this whole situation, Dad?
1: Well, the thing, he was put into power by George Soros, he who's heavily funded by Soros as far as being put into Hillsborough County, and I'm really glad DeSantis did this. And, again, DeSantis, remember, did the same thing also with Sheriff Israel down there in, in yep. Broward County. And you know, he basically you know, let that Parkland shooting happen shooting happened down there. basically he told those guys to stand down as a team of somebody's you know, left the back of the building on the helicopter. You could see it throwing a bunch of gear in a duffel bag at the back of a pickup truck and drove away, which we've never really had that thing explored at all with law enforcement down here in Florida. But when DeSantis got into office, he'd had enough of Sheriff Israel and just basically just threw him out. And then Sheriff Israel, of course, ran for re-election and was defeated again. And it's the sad part about it is, that you know, Israel just doesn't get the point, I guess. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just totally consumed as far as I'm concerned with just – misgivings and misdeeds let me put it with you that way the problem is is that you know DeSantis probably would have just thrown him out again if he had a rewind uh, and so that's the problem that you run into when these elected officials you know, have these repeated elections in which they get re-elected despite what they do you know I've seen that in our own local government with county commissioners and you know city commissioners and you know state legislature you know they do all kinds of stupid stuff but because the media doesn't report on it the people don't know about it they get re-elected. Or the people are basically insouciant; they don't really care you know when you put a person on our school board who's a full-blown open homosexual lesbian and they want to push critical race theory and all kinds of other weird stuff and force mask mandates on the kids you know it doesn't really do people very well to vote for those people and then now they're having these giant anti these people you know rallies in polk county where we live trying to get these people out of office and get some decent people on the school board which i think is absolutely wonderful But the truth is, if you continue to put the same people in over and over and over again, you're always going to get the same results. And this is common sense. And that's the biggest problem that when you don't have term limits, you know, we need term limits for Congress in the United States up in D.C. and for the senators. The senators can serve one term. That's plenty of time, six years. Congress could do three terms, be six years, give them both three years, you know, and then to have them term out and be done with it. If we do it that way, what is going to end up happening is these people are going to be spending every waking moment of every waking day trying to get people to support their campaign and give them money, and all these lobbying efforts would stop. And if you if you do it with Congress, if you told only one term, that would be okay too. That way they wouldn't have to be concerned about running for re-election every two years, and it would get fresh blood all the time up into Congress and up into the United States, you know, Senate and everywhere else up there, and, and be done with it. Same thing with these appointment of these federal judges for life. It's stupid. I think the pointing a doggone Supreme Court justice for life is stupid. You get one like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that unbelievable sick weirdo, and you get, in there and get her in there for 10, 20, 30 years, all of a sudden she can make a lot of bad choices and a lot of bad changes and really push a, you know, a communist agenda through the Supreme Court, which is exactly what she did. You guys remember when she died a couple of years ago. Do you remember what I did? Remember? I played the song Ding Dong, the Witch is Gone from The Wizard of Oz on this show. Because I had had enough of her, and I was so happy that she was gone. You say, well, that's a terrible attitude to have, Chad. No, it's not. That woman caused more damage and more babies to be aborted than anybody else you could possibly ever imagine was involved with all of that. So why in the world am I going to lament the fact that she's dead? I was glad to see the witch go away. It really was. I had enough of her. And it was so weird how she didn't want to die. Now, she was like in the hospital all the time, and then all of a sudden you see her, and it looks like a body double running around working out in the gym. and she's back in the hospital, and the body double – it's almost like they had a body double, and she's working out of her home. Remember all that? Personally, I think she's either comatose or dead, and they didn't know what to do. That's what I think. They had to find some replacement for us. They were still looking, so they just kept her alive on the books. But that's my opinion. Now, some of you may think, well, that's way out there, Ted. Well, that's okay. But I've seen crazier stuff than that. I mean, look, look, at the, look at all these – look at look at Joe Biden going for a, a three- or four-minute newscast, not blink once. I mean, what the heck? Come on, guys, really? Your eyes are going to dry out. Just, you can't do that. It doesn't work that way unless it's a digital, basically, production, and they're just using him and saying what he needs to say because they can't boot him up right now. And then also they hide him somewhere in the back room again, put him back in the basement. So he's got COVID again. Well, he's testing positive again for COVID. Yep, he's got COVID again and again and again and again. Well, where is he? I mean, is, is he that messed up in the head now? Or are they trying to get some body double surgery to quit swelling up? And what, what's going on? Are they trying to get some body double to come back out for Biden? It's nauseating. Don't you guys remember when, back in 2015 when Hillary Clinton was at that rally and she collapsed and had to be carried away, had to be carried away in a van? And then like an hour later, she's outside running around. It was clearly a body double running around talking to everybody. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. I'm just good. It was ridiculous. The body double was 20 years younger than her. It was stupid. And everybody saw it. We, we off from, we're all, see, some of this stuff, and, and this is what they count on with the American population, is the short attention span. They don't want you to remember anything. We don't want you to remember that we locked you down and we closed up your churches and we arrested pastors and we made you basically socially distanced and we kept you at home and, and we carpet bombed the economy trying to destroy it. They don't want you to remember any of that stuff. They don't remember that Donald Trump was involved with all of that stuff. They never, they never mentioned that Donald Trump carpet-bombed the economy. They don't do that. They didn't mention that you know, Donald Trump is the, is the mastermind of Operation Warp Speed. They don't talk about that either, do they? I'm talking about the liberal left. Now. They don't talk about that. you know. And so we as patriots and as Christians, we have to come out and we have to talk about this stuff all the time. I mean, really, guys? I mean, Donald Trump is so arrogant. He's now saying, he's insisting that Fox News would, quote, would die without me despite the ratings dominance why ignoring Trump. The man is so arrogant, and it's unbelievable to me, and he just needs to go away. He really just needs to go away. And I hope and pray. But hesitant, though, because of Yale and Harvard education for DeSantis, that he's legit. He's, he just pulled a sore Roe state attorney out of office. I mean, he didn't just to pull him out of office, had him basically escorted by the police out of his office. All he was able to do was take his personal possessions like his flower pot, Okay, his briefcase, and I'm sure they went through that. He wasn't allowed to touch his files, his computer, nothing. And they're probably going to go through everything that he has there now. They're going to basically find out exactly what he was involved in. And I hope if he was involved in some type of nefarious problem or scheme or whatever you want to call it, that he's arrested and and basically locked up and put away. Because this guy was completely and totally a nightmare. And and here's the other thing, you know. The United Nations now is declaring war on dangerous conspiracy theories, you know, and, and, and then they, they go on to say the U.N., which is completely controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel, which was a continuation of the League of Nations. This is what it was. Remember, the League of Nations basically you know, went out and then also we have this council and foreign relations start. And then, you know, some 20 years later, the United Nations started, which is what the Rothschilds wanted with the League of Nations. And the so the United Nations now, which is completely banker-controlled, says the war on dangerous conspiracy theories must begin. The world is not secretly manip- manipulated by global elite. Well, no, they're right. I, I agree with them. The world is not secretly manipulated by global elite. The world is secretly manipulated by global scum. That's what I call them now. I don't call them elite. I call them scum. But that is going on. Here's another one. Did the New Zealand prime minister, Jacinda Arden, once say, unless you hear from us, it is not the truth? <laughs> here's another one. Justin Trudeau just issued a dire warning about conspiracy theorists and disinformation. Here's, here's Klaus Schwab, the, the, the queer boy who likes to run around, Kabbalist who likes to run around on the beach wearing bridal gowns and veils and ex- exposing his genitalia. on the beach Klaus Schwab who plans to enslave humanity mocks conspiracy people for targeting him because he says by 2030 you'll owe nothing and you'll be hoppy What, what does he want us to say to him when he says stupid stuff like that and then he starts talking about changing us genetically oh that's right that's the mRNA shot again isn't it and then Klaus Schwab and the Pfizer CEO oh they're scolding critics as conspiracy people yeah, when they had their secretive gathering at the world scum at Davos. I mean, unbelievable. This just goes on and on and on. But what it tells me, and I'm sure it tells all of you also, is that when you look at this, we are making a difference. We are saying, hey, look, there's a problem here. We're going to address it, and we're going to make sure that you know about it. And suddenly the alt media is coming in under tremendous scrutiny because of what's going on with Alex Jones right now with multi-million dollars in payments that he's going to have to make. All of the stuff, they're slamming him. I'm not going to get into the actual trial itself or Alex Jones or whatever I think about him because I don't listen to Alex Jones. But what I will say is this. This gives these guys open season on alt-media people if they step out of where they need to go. You see what I'm saying? In other words, if you say something's not real, something was a false flag, all they have to do is get enough people about you and around you to come after you financially to destroy you financially. That's all they're doing right now to Alex Jones, right? And so we have to understand why in the world are they doing this to him? Why are they picking on him? But I'm not going any further than that right now. You guys do your own. I don't listen to Alex Jones. By the way, here's an interesting newsletter that came in from the Kanoka's newsletter. It said – Twitter is censoring the Pfizer-injured Israeli COVID vaccine director. Okay? He took this shot, this Pfizer shot, and he's been injured. Professor Samuel Sapira, who served as director of the Institute of Biological Research in Israel, between 2013 and 2021, suggested that the monkeypox outbreak was connected to the mRNA vaccines. Whoops, did he say that? I'm going to repeat that. Suggested that the monkeypox outbreak was connected to the mRNA vaccine. He served as the general director of the Israeli Institute for Biological Research, where he led Israel's effort to develop a coronavirus vaccine. Professor Shapira is the founder and the head of the Department of Military Medicine of the Hebrew University Faculty of Medicine and Israeli Defense Force Medical Corps. Sapir was previously served as deputy director of the General of Hasada Medical Organization. He's published more than 110 peer-reviewed articles. Last week, Twitter censored Professor Shapira, who was physically injured after his third Pfizer vaccine, and forced him to remove a post which said, here we go, quote, monkeypox cases were rare for years. During the last years, a single case was documented in Israel. It is well established that the mRNA vaccines affect the natural immune system. A monkeypox outbreak following massive COVID vaccination is not a coincidence. Wait a minute. Yeah, and they made him pull all that stuff down. Why? Because he's telling you the truth. Because he's talking about conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, you know, It quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck. It waddles like a duck. It flies like a duck. It's a real high probability it's a duck. And, and again, you've got all these people that have all these impaired immune systems. Remember, homosexuals are really, they really have bad immune systems to start with. That's why AIDS went through them, because of their lifestyle choices. In most cases, not all of them, most of them. And so what ends up happening is, when their immune systems are further down-regulated because of this mRNA vaccine, which tells the immune system to downregulate, well, they're gonna come down with things like monkeypox, right? And that's not saying that a person who's not queer Can't get monkeypox because they probably can, but they also have to have a very impaired immune system. But when we're told and we know that this vaccine, this not a death, well, it's not really a vaccine, it's a death shot, that it causes an impairment of the immune system, it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck. So I don't know, know. Austin and I talk about this stuff all the time, and we try to make people understand that this group of people, this political scum, banker scum, weirdo scum that runs the planet, they need to get out they need to be replaced and we need to stand against them like the book of Ephesians says when all else fails we've got to stand stand your ground the word of god says and at all times and in all places what do you think austin well, yeah, it's,
0: it's very interesting that Professor came out with that because we've had multiple discussions on that, and I've talked to numerous other people that are involved in that industry as well that have had that same theory that this is not coincidental at all. Monkeypox is not new under any circumstances at all. You know, It's basically a spinoff variation of the uh, chickenpox and of shingles. Uh, so this is not some new thing that's like just running around now that like they're trying to portray monkeypox pandemic. Oh my gosh. We got to do a health emergency now. Like they're doing now, this isn't at all. This has never been a serious issue. It's usually very rare. And even in those groups that they're it's targeted most, it's, it has the most problems in it's still very rare. Now could it have exacerbated it more being that it was June pride month and everybody wanted to run around and act like complete and total sickos. Possibly. But again, as I told everybody before, the research clearly shows when you start getting these shots and you start getting repeated shots over and over and over again, this RNA, it lowers your immune system. It prevents your body from being able to fight off other infections. They've already documented this now. we put it all up on the website for the last year and a half. There was even the one research that was simply a very, very simplistic but basic one that showed a doctor who did blood work on a patient and the patient agreed to it to do Pre immune system testing blood work, uh, you know, pre, excuse me, pre COVID shot immune testing, t- uh, blood work. After the first shot, get blood work again. After the second shot, get blood work again. And the first shot, or the first blood test, came back perfect. Had an incredible immune system, super healthy. Guy was like 50 years old, exercised, ate right, great shape, perfect bloods. Got the second, got the first shot, got blood work done. Immune system had a spike in it. And basically, so a lot of stuff started to increase, and then started to drop off when he did when he basically tested it again. By the time he got the second shot, he did the blood work afterward. Everything was free falling. So it was cratering. Everything was below baseline and much lower than it was on the first original blood test work before he ever got the shots. That shows you right there it's not having a positive impact on the body whatsoever. It causes your body to produce spike proteins. The spike proteins are the toxins that cause you to get sick. It basically puts you in a state of perpetual sickness is what it does, which is why you've seen so many people, and I've heard this now from multiple customers, multiple customers, that they've had family members that have been continually getting these shots and booster shots, and they're... Unvaccinated, they're injected. They've gotten around family members, and like every time they've gotten around, and one customer we had since been on three separate occasions now, they can't even go be around this part of the family anymore. Three separate occasions, every single time they've gone over there, they all get sick as a dog when they come home. And the rest of the family that's been fully injected and they go visit them, they're like, Oh, no, we're fine. We're, we're, we're fine. You know, we're, we're doing, we're doing okay. And they're like, obviously it's not something okay because we're all super healthy. And every time we get around you, we get sick and you guys are having all these health problems now and constant little weird, weird, you know, issues that are happening. This is going to happen more and more and more. And the more you have like bobblehead Fauci get out yesterday, he got online and he basically said that. It's very discouraging that people aren't getting boosted, and says that it's going to be a really, really bad winter again if people don't get the shot. I kid you not, it's what he said. Remember when when uh, the bumbling buffoon Biden last year came on national television? He said it's going to be a, a dark, cold winter full of death for the people that have been un.injected with the RNA experimental shot. Obviously, you know, kind of <laughs> improvised on that, but that's what he said. It's going to be a dark, cold winter of death. And uh, sure enough, it wasn't everybody that stayed healthy and ran high doses of vitamin C and D3 and zinc and quercetin stayed really healthy for the most part that I know. A few people got sick and they bounced right back out of it. Well, of course, Fauci can't miss a chance to get in front of the television and ramble on about how much he knows about shots, even though apparently everything he said now from what we've looked at over the last two years has been complete and total <laughs> nonsense. He wanted to say here. He said there aren't en- there are enough people who don't fall in the high risk category. They're not high risk. That if they don't get vaccinated, if they don't get boosted, they're going to get in trouble. Oh yeah. He was doing something. Unfortunately for us, his civilization is doing something we've never seen any other virus do. And it's evolving with new variants. And it's evading the prior immune response. So we have to continue to get boosted. Really? What? well Wouldn't you possibly think that maybe the reason why it's doing this is because you're doing experimental RNA gene therapy research on hundreds of millions of people in the United States on a pretty much quarterly basis now? Anybody else ever possibly think that that could be the problem considering the fact that these tests, these shots were only tested for three whopping months, three-month clinical trial they were tested, and got emergency authorization approval immediately thereafter? There's been zero field research on this as far as actually out in the field long-term what this does one year two year three year, four year five year because there's no clinical trials to show anything there's no long-term research at all about what this does to the body what continues to happen to the body and you keep injecting it over and over and over again especially what happens when people are exposed to other viruses zero research but now pfizer's got emergency use approval now apparently for this bivalent booster shot in the fall it's for this next variant This is what it's going to keep being on, man. This is what's going to keep happening. On a regular basis, they're going to keep coming up with new stuff, new problems, new health issues, and they're going to keep blaming it on anything other than the shot. So be aware of that. Also, too, in other news, glad to see this as far as that it's uh, completely and totally crashed and burned because this tells you exactly what I've been telling people for years now. Vote with your dollar and also vote with your reviews, especially when it comes to Hollywood films. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers – has now decided to completely shelve the seventy million dollar Batgirl film. Warner Brothers basically is uh, releasing, was releasing its latest DC Comics superhero movie, Batgirl, despite already spending over seventy million on production. They decide to shelve the film and not release it at theaters or even on streaming platforms, as audience at test screening were reportedly unbelievably non-receptive to the film. Even woke individuals didn't like the film. Apparently, it moved it, this movie was so woke and so politically obnoxious that nobody that saw it in the test screening even wanted to even give it a mildly decent review. Basically, everybody in test screening said this movie's garbage. You should throw it in the trash can where it belongs. And then they did another test screening, and they got the same response on it. Everybody said this movie sucks, dude. This thing's belong in the trash can. Why would you even make a movie this bad? And then I found out later on what the whole thing was about because I didn't know anything about it. They said the tests were so poorly received by moviegoers, the studio decided to cut its losses and run for the sake of the brand's future. Because, and I quote, it was a DC disaster. And so apparently what they took was – by the way, they had some big names in this. So Michael Keaton was Batman, J.K. Simmons was Commissioner Gordon, and the mummy actor Brendan Fraser was the villain Firefly. So they put some money out for these actors to be in this film, and then they had this Batgirl who – everything was around her. Well, I didn't know this to make it even more woke. They took a actress who's a tranny. It's, uh, she, she's a dude that's, that's a girl now, I guess. Uh, ivory Aquina. And she is Batgirl's best closest friend that they are like together half the movie and other things are implied. This Ivory girl is the one who plays Batgirl's best friend. So they took a transgender guy or girl or whatever you guys call it it's a guy that thinks he's a girl like I, I'm, I get confused on the stuff i'll be honest with you and then she plays a transgender in the movie so she's also a dude that's playing to be a girl in the movie as batgirl's best friend that's implied essentially her secret lover and it is the whole story is basically about her and batgirl and fighting off this villain you can't come up with a worse plot for a film. I don't understand why they didn't ask anybody before they burned $70 million on if this would actually be a decent film. And apparently Batman, Michael Keaton, is this like subservient little submissive Batman. of The whole movie is kind of running around doing the bidding of whatever Batgirl says. And uh, so <laughs> it was so unreceptive to the audience. DC said, you know, we'd better off just losing the $70 because they said well, they're going to have another 20 to $30 million, and basically marketing. And trying to bring it to market and promoting it, much less try to bring it to the theaters. And so even if they try to stream it, they're going to lose even more money and probably just take more and more and more of a loss. So they decide to basically write the whole movie off as a loss and probably take it off on their taxes, which I would assume they would do on this. But I thought it was funny because even though they're trying to push this, even the movie screener said, this movie's so horrible. You guys should basically just throw this thing away. This is such garbage. And again, this is why I've told people continue to vote with your dollar, especially with these Hollywood clowns, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. You just think the movies have gone woke over the last 10 years. You go back to movies in the 90s, and I mean, we had all kinds of films that Hollywood come up with, like really, really good acting films, you know, Legends of the Fall, these big actors that would come out that now, a lot of them have gone completely woke again. Like, that was one of Brad Pitt's best films he ever did. There was Anthony Hopkins, incredible film. And... Now, Brad Pitt's running around in a skirt saying, basically, we're all going to die, so we should just mess everything up. I I don't even know what to say about him. I mean, he's he's always an actor of mine that I thought was pretty cool in a lot of films. He did Fury. He did Troy. And now he's running around like this? I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. Go run around in a skirt somewhere else. Not going to get any support from me. And that's, again, the thing that I continue to tell people. If there's a company, if there's a business, if there's an actor, if there's a film, there's an organization that's completely diametrically opposed to what you value, don't do business with them. If you aren't for abortion, don't go give your money to Starbucks, guys. If you're not for communist agenda and people that essentially want to tell you what you can and can't do and can and can't think, don't go support these actors that are basically constantly trying to push their woke agenda it makes a huge difference when we all do it in aggregate and we have seen this time and time again when people come together and say no i'm not about this if you want to go do this on your own that's your choice that's you always got freedom of choice in this country but again i don't have to support it i don't have to go along with it and i sure as heck don't have to promote it what do you think Deb?
1: (laughs) <laughs> well after that last disaster that i want to see with you know thor i won't do another one of those either i mean I, I mean i couldn't find any reviews against it it's the only reason we went and i should have walked out and got a refund like i've done so many times that i reported to you guys it was just a disgusting movie uh, it really is and brendan Fraser, remember you know he had left hollywood because he had been sexually assaulted and some people feel may have been sodomized by one of the directors out there in hollywood when he was younger yeah once you guys look that one up and he actually came against the people for that because of what happened to him and how they treated him when he was young and then michael keaton he's a really good actor he i've got to give him that and he's probably one of the best batmans we've ever had and you know 30 years ago but he's got to be really old now to be playing the part of batman so this entire thing was just miscast and misdirected and missed everything and and then you got a transgender the best friend of batgirl and it's just, it's just they tried to do too much from a woke Thing they really did, and I, don't get me wrong, I, I loathe any woke stuff. But, but you can't take a giant 500 gallon barrel of gasoline and, and, and you know, stick it down somebody's throat and try to make a drink it all, it doesn't work. This is what a mess, and <laughs> you know, it's just you know, it's just awful what they've done. And, and so, they just destroyed their own image is what they've done. They were smart, I've got to give DC credit, they were smart, and I did read they were going to take it as a tax write off as a full loss. Because once they release it, apparently they have to depreciate it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and it's cheaper from a tax standpoint just to, just to take it and put it on the back burner and burn it. And Hollywood does a lot of this. You have a lot of really bad movies that go straight to DVD or go straight to streaming that were basically intended to go into the theaters, but they don't make it to the theaters because the reviews – see, when you, when you put 500 people or whatever into a room and they watch a movie and you get 99.99% of them to say this is awful, you know, don't – promote this don't waste your time they know better they don't do it because they realize that's the same response they're going to get out of theater because the size of the group that they're using for the statistic analysis is is high enough to be statistically accurate so they know exactly what the response is going to be from a standpoint of the national release not not even including the running the stuff into the bible belts and having the bible belt people just go absolutely nuts that you're putting this filth out there but We've got to continue to promote this. And you're right about Brad Pitt, Austin. He's running around in a skirt now saying we're all going to die. Let's mess things up. you know, got shaved legs and a skirt on. And he was a very good Hollywood. But remember, and this is my opinion now, he was completely compromised when he did that movie, Inglorious Bastards. You know, it showed him as an unbelievable, hardcore racist. I mean, racist, racist, racist against Germans. I mean, I, I watched a few minutes of that movie and walked out. I couldn't believe he, did that. he would do a movie like that. He was like gleeful at all the Germans he could kill. It was a horrible, racist movie against Germany. And and the sad part about it is they all think it's okay. And the other thing we're getting to realize is I told you guys this. The gays have the gay mafia that run the theater in New York City. They run the theater. We, we all know that. But the gay mafia in New York City is also the same group of people that send all of the screenwriters to Hollywood, and they're the ones who wrote the movie, you know, Batgirl, with this transgender thing. And because these guys are queer, all right, like 99% of them, and because a lot of them are probably transgenders, probably a lot of them, but this is my opinion, so I don't know the actual numbers, they want to push their woke ideologies of queers and homosexuals and transgenders into the movies to try to brainwash the people in America to thinking this is Okay. But the vast majority of the people in America now, they 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 are not woke. They really aren't. Now some of them pretend to be. I hate to say it. Some people pretend to be woke because they want to be politically correct because they want to go along to get along. But down inside, you know, they went to Sunday school a lot of them when they were younger, and they realize this stuff ain't okay. But they're they're just going along with it. Just they're just accepting it. You know, I've got a good friend of mine. He's a he basically is a cameraman. You know, he's basically a really good cameraman. Works for a lot of different corporations and organizations and sports teams, and he refused to get the COVID shot. And oh my gosh, did he take it? He took it in the neck. I mean, his coworkers were just—I mean, just lambasting him. Almost got into a physical altercation with one of them, and, and basically had to get attorneys involved in it all because he stood his ground like all of us have to do. I really admire him. Great guy, got a great wife. But the reality is, is that if we All do that, and we stand up like this cameraman did and like his wife did and like we've done, like so many of you have done. We're going to stop this because, you know, an avalanche, once it starts, I mean, when it really breaks loose, you better just run. And it's getting really close to breaking loose of the United States, and the World Economic Forum knows that. But we're like a bulwark against it, the alt media is. And we're saying, no, not just yet. We're not going to let you do this just yet. How about I don't want to be your slave ever? How about we're not going to let this happen on my watch? And the biggest thing they're doing right now, guys, and this is really sad, is they're waiting for all of the patriots that are over the age of 50 to die. I know you think that's being silly and, you know, I'm being hyperbole here, but I'm not. They know that it's the people over 50 and the people who have been trained properly by the people over 50, like Austin, who's 34, and I'm, I'm 66, I'm be 67 in a few months, that once we leave, once the generation over 50 leaves and the woke crowd gets in, they become a majority. They're going to vote in whatever they want to vote in. they can do whatever they want to do. We are the ones that are standing against this. That's why it's so important that if you have a good alt-media show you like, like the Ted and Austin awesome Brower show, or if you like another one, you've got to use it and send it to your friends to your database. You can't pretend like this isn't happening. It's, it, I've, and I've used this analogy before. And the risk of being repetitive, I'm going to say it and do it again. If you have a friend who's in a hotel next door to you, and you've got got you got one room, he's got another room, and he took a sleeping pill and he can't wake up and there's a hotel fire and the alarm's going off and you got smoke in the hallways and his door is locked and he won't wake up, what are you going to do? you going to say, oh, well, Joe shouldn't have taken a sleeping pill. Oh, well, I guess he's going to fry tonight. Oh, well, i got to go. I'm going to leave. No, you're not going to do that if he's a good friend. You're going to break the lock. You're going to go in there and if you have to, carry Joe out. And that's the mindset that we have to have about our friends and telling our friends the truth. That's the mindset I do have about Jesus. Yesterday, the Lutheran pastor came over to the house. that so We went to the Lutheran church, and he came over to meet us and talk to us and get to know us a little bit better. And we spent three hours with him, three hours the pastor took out of his schedule yesterday to come out and hang out with us. It was awesome. We talked about everything. We talked about it the present God. We t- you, well, you know how that conversation went with me. You guys already know. And I told him that I felt I was right in the middle of God's perfect will for my life right now. And I asked him for some of my things. I'm, I'm trying to decide on what I want to do. I asked him to pray about it for me. We prayed for him. He prayed for us. And see, it's important that you have that kind of dialogue with your pastors or with your preachers or with the people that are basically leading a church that you're going to. It's important that we all understand there are certain things that we should do, certain things we shouldn't do, and understand that. So, guys, listen to me. When we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Why aren't we doing it? Hmm. Why are we not? Why are we not praying like that? Why are we not leading it that way? Why are we allowing ourselves? Every time we do a good show that you really like or or, or anybody else who does a good show that you really like, if you have 100 people on your email list, it needs to go all 100 of them. It needs to go out on your Twitter feed. It needs to go out on your texts. And you guys that are on my personal Twitter feed, you see that all the time. I'm always sending you stuff. I'm always sending you stuff. I'm always sending you emails. I'm always sending you texts. We we post stories every single day that we do on the show, plus many more that we don't have time to cover on the show. And we say, okay, go to the news feed and read the news. So if anybody doesn't want to do anything as far as listening to any alt media, maybe they'll read. Just send them the link to the news stories at our website. Say, why don't you look over some of this alt news? This is a little different than what you're going to hear on Fox or CBS or NBC or ABC or CNN. You're going to hear some different things here. Why don't you read these different alt news stories and make a decision? And a lot of this stuff is posted through the Daily Mail. A lot of it is posted through mainstream outlets. But I just – now, some of it I do post not as a parody, but just to let you know other things that are being said – that I don't necessarily agree with, but sometimes I don't say on the feed, I don't agree with this because I already know that you guys don't, but I still post it. So you have both sides of the story being put out there. But it's very important. And, and yes, Austin's right. You know, Brad Pitt is somebody that we need to never ever support again. Angelina Jolie is another one. You know, Charlize Theron, another one. Uh, there's uh, there's so many of them out there in Hollywood now that have basically soiled themselves by pushing this woke agenda. And how many trannies are out there? I'm to the point now that I would have to see a DNA test on some of these women who claim to be women on TV and in the movies, quite frankly. Their shoulders are too big. Their heads are too big. Uh, you know, there's, they look like guys wearing makeup sometimes. And, this, and remember, guys, this isn't something that happened in the last six months. This goes back 30, 40 years. It's been had a long, long, long time. And it's sad to me because, again, this is all part of their religion. The Kabbalist, in religion of getting everybody to be hemaphroditic or transgender. It's really weird. By the way, Joe Biden is now acu- no, I'm sorry. Joe Rogan is now accusing Joe Biden's administration of gaslighting Americans about the recession. Joe Rogan. And by the way, I do not listen to Joe Rogan either. I don't follow him either. But this is an article from, that, that I pull up on the news feed. Joe Rogan pulled no punches on a recent episode of his his podcast in which the former UFC commentator railed against the administration for gaslighting the American people about the meaning of recession after two consecutive quarters of economic contraction that were reported on july twenty eighth. Now you do notice I'm gonna say this. Gas prices are down. Diesel is about four eighty eight a gallon now. It's down a full dollar a gallon. Fuel price, regular gasoline is down. They've got an electric coming up guys. They can't force the entire population into a fraudulent election because they don't have the manpower or the computer power to do it in all the precincts and all the districts and all the states. They can't do it like that. They have to pick key swing states and quick key swing districts to do this with. That's how they always do it. They do the computer fraud and the electoral fraud or the ballot stuffing, all the stuff they do. So the problem that they have now is they know this country is in trouble financially. Big trouble, by the way. And so what they're doing is they want to make sure that it doesn't affect their elections and that the Democrats actually don't have, you know, enough of it too, to start voting Republican in all of them. And by the way, have you also noticed, and I mentioned this the other day, how we're having all these storms, these crazy storms. You know, we had like, like 10, 12 inches of rain over a two-day period a couple days ago. And now we're finding out that the Americans' floodgates are opening. There were three 1,000-year storms in a week from Illinois to Kentucky. That left at least 38 people dead and left experts warning this wild weather will now become the norm. America has faced three once-in-a-thousand-year rainstorms last week that left 38 people dead. It began on July 25th with record-breaking rainfall in St. Louis, and then on July 28th in Kentucky, 37 people were there having, having confirmed dead from storms. And Illinois residents were reeling from the storm from last Monday. And all of these incidents are considered once-in-a-thousand-year storm events. And again, this is because of extensive geoengineering, which has gone in and just absolutely destroyed the weather from its normal standpoint in the United States to complete weather manipulation. When I read you that, when I did did that review on that book, The Space Fence with Elena Freeland a few years ago, and I talked about it, she wrote in that book that every square kilometer in the United States – Every square on the 48 bottom states. The weather is completely and totally controlled. And you ask, well, why would they do that? Well, it's all because of what they're going to do as far as food supply. Suddenly it rains in Las Vegas in the desert. They're not growing anything out in the desert or in Death Valley. There's no crops of water to irrigate out there. They're doing it. They're dumping this water in specific places that they know is going to benefit the food supply. We're going to flood out the food supply and stop the harvest or whatever they want to do with it. That's what they do in the Midwest with these massive floods. And these groups of people are always doing the same thing to everybody because they're doing the best they possibly can to control the food and to starve out the population because a hungry population will do what they're told to do. They really will. By the way, DeSantis is also saying that he's going to go in and be a willing warrior as conservatives lean into gender and sexual identity fights. So DeSantis is saying everything correctly as far as I'm concerned on what he wants to do, and I really hope and pray that he runs for president in two years. I really do, because I personally think he'll win the election. I don't want Trump back in. I've told you that for years. I don't care for him. I want nothing to do with him, and quite frankly, if he wins again, he'll be the same as it was for the last four years that he was in, more a bunch of talk, a bunch of hot air, and a bunch of nothing happening. Yeah, just – yeah. Th- there you go. Now, the first year and a half he was in – he tried to make some changes. He really did. But then he quickly learned he quickly learned that he had to comply. And I don't know if it's because of his relation with Jeffrey Epstein or just like Maxwell, who said they had him on videotape. I don't know why, but we certainly do not need him back in the United States. By the way, new crypto oversight legislation is coming in and it's really, really scaring the industry right now, especially with Bitcoin. This is um, after 13 years and at least three crashes, dozens of scams and Ponzi schemes, and hundreds of billions of dollars made and evaporated. Cryptocurrencies finally have the full attention of Congress, whose lawmakers and lobbyists have papered in Capitol Hill with proposals on how to regulate the industry. The latest bipartisan proposal came Wednesday from Senator Debbie Stabenow from Michigan and John Bozeman from Arkansas, and it would hand the regulatory authority over Bitcoin and Ether to the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. <laughs> Stabetown and Bozeman lead the Senate Agricultural Committee, which has authority over the CTFC. Bills proposed by other members of Congress and consumer advocates have suggested giving the authority to the Securities and Exchange Commission. This year, crypto investors have seen prices plunging and companies crater with fortunes and jobs disappearing overnight. And some firms have been accused by federal regulators of running an illegal securities exchange fraud, period. Bitcoin, the largest digital asset, trades at a fraction of its all-time high, down more than 68,000 in November to about 23,000 on Wednesday. While cryptocurrencies have had crashes before, most recently in 2018, the crash has been broader and more systemic. A major hedge fund filed for bankruptcy earlier this summer, which in turn has caused other cryptocurrency brokers to collapse as well. Some crypto brokers have falsely claimed that their customers' depositors, deposits are backed by deposit insurance like banks are. So what we have with the cryptocurrency right now, and it's going to have to be regulated. I, I know that's you don't want me saying that, but I'm telling you that because there's too many scams out there. And there's too much stuff going on and too many promises being made and too many things being said that simply aren't true, like they're being covered by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. They're not. You lose the money in crypto, you lost the money in crypto. And if it comes back up again, you may get some more money back. But the reality is it's like dealing with the Wild Wild West. It's like having everybody running around with six guns shooting at targets and hoping they hit the right place. I mean, this is crazy what's going on with crypto. This is why it was allowed to do this is because the Federal Reserve Bank's are doing a beta test on it. They're trying to see the pros, the cons of cryptocurrency, how to regulate it, how not to regulate it, and how to control it to bring us into a new world order with a one world government with a electronic currency system that can be controlled or taken out of your account at the whim of a person at the computer screen. That's what they want. And that's why they're basically doing the entire bench test on this to see how in the world they're going to regulate it. You'll see the Federal Reserve coming out with the United States-backed treasury certificate or bill or promissory note or debt instrument, that'll be a cryptocurrency here pretty quick, probably within the next five years. And it'll be what they'll do then to basically bring us into that new world order when we have no longer having cash. Guys, listen to me. This is really important. you got to use cash. Right? I'm not telling you to run around with a 1000 bucks of cash on you. That's being silly. But at least keep a couple hundred bucks on you. At least do that. Pay for your groceries and cash. Do everything you possibly can with cash. We've got to keep cash alive. Remember last year, they were going to get rid of change. Remember that? A couple years ago, they weren't going to give you change back for a dollar or for $100 or whatever you were buying groceries. They were just going to round it up and basically not give it back. Well, that went over like a lead balloon. Everybody started getting really, really mad about that. And we said, we're not going to do business with you anymore. If you do this, you steal our money from us. You may steal 99 cents. You may steal a penny. We don't care. We don't steal the money from us. So they had to come back out and start re-releasing coins. Remember they said there was a great shortage of coins. If there wasn't enough, another lie. They had plenty of coins. They were just trying to get the American population to accept the fact that if you use cash, you're going to get hosed. And now they're saying the population has said, you know, we don't want to do that. And you think about it for a second. If you buy something for $9.01 and they keep 99 cents from you, all right, you just lost 10% of your money. that fast. Boom, snap. 10% of a dollar. $10 is a dollar. You just lost 10% of your investment money that you just gave to them that you already paid taxes on. That quick. And they knew that. Now, it's not as bad if you got if you were going to be ordering, you know, $99 worth of stuff and you only lost 1% because you didn't get the change back. But people who are doing small transactions were really feeling what was going on with that coin shortage that never existed, by the way. And they realized very quickly they couldn't do that. That's why you've got to continue to use cash. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. You guys are absolutely amazing. I am so blessed to talk to you every day. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me that you listen to us, that you sometimes you agree with us, sometimes you cry with us, sometimes you laugh with us, and sometimes you just there to support us. And, and it means the world to me. If it wasn't for you guys, and I told that to the pastors yesterday, you know I would feel as though that I wasn't doing God's will for my life. He asked me yesterday, he goes, Why in the world did you start a podcast with almost two thousand episodes? And I said, Because I felt God wanted me to do it. And I said, That's why I'm here. So I love you, and I appreciate you, and I pray for you guys all the time. Have a wonderful weekend. Listen to Austin and I on Hagman. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, and you're exactly right on that as far as when it comes to cash. I remember during COVID,
0: remember, they started telling everybody that there was a coin shortage, in the U.S. Mint couldn't keep up with enough coins, and basically coins were getting difficult to get a hold of because the banks simply weren't getting them. You guys remember all that? Quarters and nickels and dimes and pennies, and all of a sudden it was like you know people were trying to scrounge up you know coins. The U.S. Mint didn't have a problem pumping out coins twenty twenty back then. <laughs> wasn't wasn't an issue with that. It was a, it was again a beta test to see how far they could push it if people would go along with it and say oh because when they started telling about it? cash is dirty. Cash spreading COVID. I mean, they did it, they said it over in China. We don't need to do dispense cash now. Cash can be very dirty. There's no, death, there's no doubt about it. Especially if you're dealing like ones and stuff like that, bacteria and stuff on them. But at the end of the day, what would you rather have? Dealing with cash or dealing with something that the bank can come in at any point in time and say, oh, by the way, uh, we decide there's another tax that we're adding on here. So you're, you know, $10,000 you have in your savings account that you've saved up over the years. Uh, you know, we have to take a 5% fee off that, you know, just, 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 just let's just 5%, just 500 bucks. We got to take that out right now because, you know, well, that's that's the fee we're charging you. They've already done this in numerous countries in Europe. You know They have negative interest rates. You have money in the bank, and they take money out of your account every month to keep your money in the bank. (laughs) So what happens, guys, when there's no cash to put your money in and take it out of the bank, and the only option you have is digital currency that's in the bank? You think that negative interest rates are just never going to come back? You think they're not going to possibly pull that stunt? Oh, you better believe that's what they're going to do next. The negative interest rates will become pretty much the standard. Oh, this is the banking fee to maintain your digital account. Your digital wallet takes a lot of energy to maintain in our account, which is a complete and total lie. So you got to pay a monthly fee to keep it in here. Well, I don't want to pay a fee. I want to pull my money out. Well, you can't pull your money out because you know there's a $50 cash limit on everything. You can't pay more than $50. Well, with inflationary rate, 50 bucks doesn't even get me a gallon of milk anymore. So what am I supposed to do with that? Oh, well, again, keep it in the bank. It's safer that way. That's what they're getting people signed up for. Now, the, the different crypto market and the Bitcoin and Ethereum, a lot of that stuff has been very lucrative considering the fact that it's off record with a lot of the blockchain. But again, that's only for the time being. It'll, it may be good for another couple of years. And people can use it for certain things. But eventually, the Federal Reserve's already come in and said they're coming up with their own central backed currency, their digital currency. So it's going to happen. But again, the more people show the demand for cash, the more people use cash, the more it continues to keep it in circulation. It makes it much, much harder. To pull out of the system. Also, too, in other news, is just, I mean, it's, I feel bad for this guy down here in Florida with his car, but on the other hand, too, it shows you the level of pretty much just lunacy that we're seeing and the dangers that we're seeing with a lot of these electric cars. There's an individual down here in Florida, it basically had his car, and it was one of the new Jaguars, apparently, and uh, he went driving and drove it around for like 10, 12 miles, he said, parked it back in his garage, left the garage door open, and uh, heard some popping. Walks outside his garage, and the whole garage is full of smoke. Pulls his car out and basically parks it out in the out in the front driveway to figure out what's going on, and the car bursts in the flames. Burst in the flames. And this is like the fifth type of, like, eye battery that's done this now, which is quite bad, considering the fact there's not a lot of these cars that are driving around. And at the same time... They're telling you, oh well, uh, we we're about to have approval on you know first ever four thousand dollar tax credit for used electric vehicles and seventy five hundred for new. That's what they're talking about now. Congress is trying to put that in the Inflation Reduction Act. So wait a minute here. <laughs> Let me just clarify this. So to help fight inflation, we're going to go in and we're going to borrow more money. We're going to borrow more money. <laughs> we're going to give it to you. Through manufacture tax credits, when you buy a vehicle, so we're basically going to give you a stimulus check to buy an EV vehicle that now is having significant problems as far as exploding, which most of them are. That's not been an un- uncommon issue, especially when they get in accidents. That's already having a huge strain on the electrical grid in big states like California and Texas. So now we're going to give you a stimulus check to buy an electric vehicle in the midst of a massive inflationary period that we're in right now. Yeah. Makes total sense, right? I mean, why not just throw in another you know, half a trillion dollars in stimulus money for EV buyers? Guys, they're doing this to set everybody up, and they're going to keep telling everybody, oh, it's not. It's inflationary. It's transitory. Uh, we're not in a recession. None of this is happening right now. This isn't happening. You don't know what's going on. They're gaslighting everybody. They're doing it right in front of us. They're telling us they're not doing it. It's the same thing the FBI did yesterday. Where they're sitting there telling everybody, oh, essentially this is our FBI internal memo. If you like any of these things, if you wear any of these things, if you fly any of these things, if you say any of these things, well, you're a violent militia extremist now, so we have to deal with you accordingly. They're setting everybody up. That is why the truth is. The truth is the absolute most crucial thing that can be put out right now, because if people continue to call out the truth for what it is and continue to push the truth for what it is, it makes it much more difficult for the lives to permeate the population with such significance like they've done during COVID, as we saw. But I just got a kick out of that. Congress is talking about this Inflation Reduction Act. So the way we're going to reduce inflation is we're going to do another trillion-dollar bill and pump more money into the market to reduce inflation, which is exactly what got us here in the first place. And by the way, remember this stuff's going to be at a very much much higher interest rate than we were seeing with the stuff that we uh, had happened during COVID with the uh, with the, <laughs> the little stimulus bills that gave everybody. So again, be aware, be awake. Continue to get the truth out there. Let to get ready for Hagman later on. I'm going to get some stuff going on today. If you guys need anything, be sure to give us a call. Healthmasters.com sublingual B12 on sale as product of the week. Be sure to check it out on the website. Great product, really, really increases blood levels of B12, helps out with energy. And also too, be sure to check out our August sale in order to keep everybody strong going through the fall, keep everybody's lungs healthy, stay detoxified, especially if you've used you know, cigarette smoke or anything like that and you've breathed in, breathed in nasty stuff. NAC, N-acetylcysteine, massively helps detoxify the lungs and fight off viruses and lung tissue. Very, very important products, why the FDA has come against it so hard over the years. That's on sale for 25% off right now. I'm doing a big blast on that. Got a huge stockpile in for the fall. Make sure everybody stays healthy. So if you need anything, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again on Monday as always.